0: Welcome back. If you tuned in yesterday, you listened to the first part of the replay from the live workshop that I hosted. The workshop was called Four Steps to Creating a Home That You Can't Stop Gushing About. In today's episode, we're finishing. You're learning the last two steps. But here's the thing all four of the steps really point back to learning your aesthetic. It is that important. So if you only listen to one, I encourage you to go back and listen to yesterday. And if you didn't listen, I encourage you to go back and listen to yesterday. Because if you have been so stuck in decorating your home, so stuck every time you go shopping, so stuck thinking that you don't have enough money or you waste the money you have by buying and returning, buying and returning, guess what? Chances are the culprit is that you don't know your design aesthetic. In Home Design 101, which is, yay, it is open today. It's open for a week until March 23rd. In Home Design 101, we put such big emphasis on understanding and learning and identifying your unique design aesthetic because it is that important. We spend two weeks on it. Two weeks on it so that you can reduce the frustration, so that you can reduce the overwhelm, so that when you go to the paint store, you are not scratching your head, leaving in tears, and wondering why on earth you can't ever pick the right color. Yesterday, I talked about who Home Design 101 is for and who it is not for. And today, I want to answer a couple questions for you. Some of them are the logistic questions, like how much homework is it? I love the question. That's a great question. The homework varies week to week. Each Thursday, you will open up a module that will release that week's homework. Some are content heavy and some are content light. Guess what? The design aesthetic, learning your own unique design aesthetic, that one's pretty heavy, but we're spending two weeks on it. So is there homework? Yes, absolutely there is. But here's the thing. Anything you want to invest effort into anything that you want change in in your life in general work is put into it and that's the same with home design 101 because the goal isn't for you to just learn the stuff so that you can create a one beautiful room it's so that you can learn the stuff so that you can create this beautiful room with guidance and then you have the tools in order to create that next room in five years when you decide to redecorate the dining room guess what? You have the tools. In three months, when your daughter decides that she wants to paint her room again for the second time in two years, guess what? <laughs> you have the tools to be able to help guide her decisions so that she can make a confident one. Another question I get asked is, what if I don't have a big budget to start? Perfect. That is okay. This whole course is designed to bring intentionality to your design plan. So if you only have 500 today that's okay. We can utilize it strategically, or we can save it aside and keep that money growing until you're ready to do the first big actionable step for you. The beauty of Home Design 101 is that you have a guided journey to help you understand what is the most important action step that should be made in your own home, not in some random person's home, but in your home. Another question I get is how do you receive support and accountability and encouragement and all the things? How do you guide? How do you get guided? This is a great question and it's multifaceted. So the first thing I do in order to make the workload appropriate and scalable for you is I drip it every single week so that you don't have access to the entire course load right away. you have access to it little chunks at a time so that we can fully digest that concept by ad- by getting together once a week over a live zoom meeting to answer any of the questions you have for that week's homework. We have a Facebook group too where, you post your homework, you post the pictures, you come in, you encourage each other, but you get your questions answered throughout the week. So you have lots and lots of support. I mentioned the weekly live trainings. And if you have a, a commitment where you're not able to make the live trainings, you can still submit your question. They can be answered. It will be recorded to you and delivered back to you so that you can watch what your response was, but all of your classmates too. And the beauty behind this is that A lot of times we often have the same question that someone else is asking. Someone just might be getting to it first or be brave enough to ask it. So you learn a lot when someone else asks a question. Even if you might not have that specific one for yourself in your own home, there are actionable steps each time a question is asked. Another question I get is, why do you have this course where I can learn instead of you doing it for me? Oh, hey, if you would rather me do that, I can do that too. It's going to cost more, but I can do that too. Here's the thing. I know that if you have a home, chances are trends and styles change generally and globally speaking every 10 years. So that means in about 10 years time, whatever you're wanting to do to your living room today is probably going to be outdated then. And you're going to probably want to have some changes and refreshes made along the way. So you can hire me again then. I'll be around, or you can learn now so that you can do it on your own and save a little bit of money then. It's really up to you in a matter of which preference you have, but if you are so stuck that you feel like, I would rather just have someone do it for me, that is absolutely an option. And it's absolutely an option to not hire me. You can hire someone else too. But the idea of learning on your own empowers you. It empowers you so that when you go on a whim to that home decorating store and you want to buy the candle or the table lamp or the one thing that you were so frustrated about because you couldn't quite get it right. It reduces even the simplest of decisions, let alone the entire plan. Friends, if you have other questions, I want to answer them. These are just some of the few that have come in over the course of the years. So if you have another question, shoot me an email at hello at figandfarmathome.com and I want to answer that for you. Or... Go to my website, figandfarmathome.com, scroll all the way down, and you can leave me a voice memo so that I can hear your sweet voice asking me the question. One last question I get, which also serves as a reminder for you, and the question is, why does this have a short registration time? Why is it not open all the time? Awesome question. Here's the thing. Because this is a live program, it is 10 weeks guided, where I ask answer questions for you on the go weekly, this is something that if once we start with a program, once we start with a cohort of people, we're going to continue and see them all the way through until the very end. So if I left the doors open, so you could register whenever, you would be interrupting a little class. It would be like having a first grade classroom, you're in the middle of reading lesson, and here comes a principal interrupts the entire thing and says, by the way, we're going to have recess now. Great, fun, awesome, but it kind of interrupts the flow of the class. So we do 10 week chunks at a time, maybe someday that'll be something I change and I rethink, but for now we are running at 10 weeks at a time, so registration is time sensitive, but so is the size of the class. Going back to that first grade example, if I were to walk into a first grade class, and I know you aren't first graders, but that is my experience professionally teaching first grade. I know that if I were to go into a school room and I were to see 20 kids versus 50 kids, I know the teacher would be more stretched with 50 kids. I know that she would be able to interact well and better with a smaller group. That is my approach here too, because I understand the overwhelm. I understand the frustration that got you here in the first place, that is giving you the encouragement to think a little bit more if this is the right fit for you. I understand it because I was there. And so what better way to help you than to have my hands and my eyes and my ears all over the room that you're redesigning, rather than you sitting back in a teeny tiny little dark corner, hanging out by yourself. If you have a question, I want to be able to answer it. If you have a thought, I want to be able to hear it. If you have an opinion, hey, guess what? I want to be able to to listen to you share that opinion. The point is of the way that I've designed the structure is I want to be able to interact with you. I want you to be successful. So, I'm committed to making the work happen as long as you're committed to making the work happen. So. That is a very long answer to a very short question. Registration closes March 23rd, or if the spaces fill up, whichever one comes first. I hope to see you in class, friends. Sit back, relax, grab your journal, grab a cup of tea, and enjoy the last part of the workshop. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is. But our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget, And I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank, and I'm sharing it all with you tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style, where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Okay, the third step is learning to make a plan. And that starts with your aesthetic. So really, you can see how all of these point right back to it. Do you know your aesthetic? But after you do, what is your end goal? What is starting there and knowing what you want your room to look like, feel like? And you're going to plug all of those aesthetic words into it. I want my home, my, let's say your project is your living room. And I want my living room to feel cozy and warm and inviting. And I want it to have velvet and fringe and texture and more artwork. And you might not know the specific pieces, but you know the end goal. Now we need to reverse engineer in order to get to that space. It's kind of like if we were to go if we were to go on a road trip and I were to invite you and I say, okay, Susan, okay, Liz, go ahead and pack your bags. I'm taking you on a trip. What would you, what would you guys say? What would, I'm sure you'd have a question for me. Where? (laughs) Yes. Where where are we going? And you might be totally up for the adventure and you might not ask ask that question, but most people would say, "Well, where are we going? You Hmm. want to know if you're going to pack snow pants or if you're going to pack a a bikini. You want to know if you're going to need your pillow or if we're going to be on a crew. You want to know where we're going. Right. Mm-hmm. Same thing with when you're decorating your home. You want to know where you're going. Where are we headed? And then how do we get there? If I told you then, OK, well, here's where we're going. We are going to Hawaii. What would you do? Would you pack your snowsuit? No, you wouldn't. You would get your you would go stock up on. Sunscreen, you would make um, sure that you have um, the swimsuit, you would have the cover, you would have the hats, you would get all the things that would get you ready for a beach vacation. And you wouldn't get yourself ready for going to Antarctica. You would make sure that you had the steps prepared in order to go. And we want to do that with decorating our home too. So, what are those steps? That is really um dependent on what it is you need the purpose of your room what you do you need functional pieces it's dependent on do you need continuity it's dependent on do you need big pieces versus little pieces and in in my home design 101 class I talk about anchor pieces versus peripheral pieces anchor pieces are the things that you you spend more money on They, they're things that you can't necessarily replace every two years, like a couch, a dining table, a headboard, the big pieces. Or they are the things that are anchored to our wall, quite literally like mantel pieces, things you have to design around. But the peripheral pieces are the ones that you can go to home goods and pick up here and there, like a throw blanket, a candle, a table lamp. They're the things that, that are the nuance of our design And so you need to be able to identify what it is that you actually need anchor pieces or peripheral pieces in order to reach your end goal. And then we want to start where we're at. And sometimes starting means you have $500. Where am I? Okay. Again, in this step, you want to avoid purchasing anything. (laughs) keep that credit card frozen. We want to avoid also thinking that our goal is too big because remember, I mean, if we're going to Hawaii, that's not too big of a goal. We just need to know how to get there. And maybe it takes saving a little bit. Maybe it takes me you know, working an extra shift at work, but the goal might not be too big if we know where to spend our money and where to start. And I want you to avoid too thinking that you need so much money that it is impossible because that's a trap too, that gets in, in the way of so many people's um, that just gets in their way. They think that I, if I want to make change in my home, I have to have all the cash today. I have to know where that money tree is growing today in order to go pluck it to be, make all the changes right now. And <clears throat> when you are creating this space that is so lovely, you can't stop gushing about, That can take time. And there are not very many people. I've worked with a lot of clients over the years. There's not very many. There's only been one person who has had the resources to go and purchase all the things at one time. Only one. Everyone else, they need to have a plan. They need to know what do I do first in order to reach that end goal? What do I do second? What do I do third? And that is very independent to you and your specific project. All right, the fourth step is working with your budget. So as we're doing this, we are starting where we are. And if your budget is 500, that is a great place to start. If your budget is 6,000, that is a great place to start. But your budget is, is, it's going to be dependent of course, for everyone. It's very independent of each person and their perspective. But as we understand what, how much we have today, we are able to um, go back and check our plan, go back and check our aesthetic, go back and check the feeling word. Everything that we are going to be buying, everything that we're going to be purchasing is going to be filtered through again, the lens of does it meet our aesthetic or does it meet our feeling word? And if it doesn't, we don't need it. This is one of the easiest or the best things you can do for yourself is understanding your aesthetic so that when you go to the store, you can look at all the pretty new shiny things. You can look at the new Studio McGee collection at Target or the new Joanna Gaines collection. And you can say, that's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty, but I don't need to take it all home because it doesn't go through the filter. It doesn't make that cut. And then you need to know what the biggest impact is for you in your space. And oftentimes um, when you're working with your budget and your budget is limited, oftentimes the biggest impact is actually the thing that costs the least. And that is first the removal of excess. And then this is not on my slides here. So I do want you to take notes on this. When you're thinking about the biggest impact There are two pieces in your home that will make the biggest impact straight away. And that is the foundation of your home, the flooring and the walls. And I know if I'm looking at my budget and I see, I see my floor and I see my walls and I think I'm not happy with either, but I wanna make a change. I know when I check my bank account, I'm not gonna go and do the floors. (laughs) I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go make change on the walls. That is where I'm going to invest my money. And if you think about that and you're doing one room, that can be a $100 investment. That's it. So from there, if you have a nice foundation, then what is the biggest impact? Sometimes it is layering. Sometimes it is having the textures. You might be happy with your textures. And so what is the next biggest impact for you? Sometimes it could be the ambient lighting. Sometimes it could be getting that big anchor piece, that big piece, that big couch. Or you could be happy with your couch. We don't necessarily need the couch for you, but maybe it is the side chairs, the armchairs. What is going to be the biggest impact for you? I do have a roadmap that I use in Home Design 101, and it's a roadmap that tells um, what I think is the biggest impact the things that you could start with and we go through a checklist and if your foundation is right if your flooring's great your your walls are good and we're ready to move on to the next thing and what is that next thing and it it gives a roadmap literally from thing to thing to thing so that you know where you can place each item on your roadmap but you can figure that out yourself you can figure out if you know what your end goal is and you know the steps you have and the money you have you have five hundred dollars today what can you do with five hundred dollars to make change in your home? And that's really important. Okay, so in this step, when you're thinking about your budget, avoid purchasing on a whim. Avoid giving into the shiny objects. start when you understand your aesthetic, you can start appreciating, oh, I love that. That's really pretty, but that's for someone else's home and not mine. And then avoid thinking it costs too much because if you are on that roadmap and we're going to Hawaii, We might know that we can only buy the luggage today, but then we have to save up for that bikini. Actually, that that swimsuit is going to be a lot more expensive than the luggage, so we need to stop and save for a little bit. So thinking, getting rid of that mindset that tells us we have to buy all of it today is something to avoid, knowing that it can be curated over time, especially because when you think about your home, homes are naturally more interesting when they tell your story they're more personal, but when it tells your story, um, over a period of time, that looks like a curated home. When you go out and you go shopping at home goods and you find this new spring collection at home goods, it can look like you shopped the spring collection at home goods, but your homes have more personality. They have more nuance. They have more storytelling capabilities when you curate over time. Okay, girls, that is a lot. That was a lot in one hour. So I, I do want to talk to you girls about, um, about Home Design 101. And I am doing this as part of the recording so that it can be shared on the podcast as well. So registration is open for Home Design 101. This is was an hour full of information and you girls took such good notes. You are gonna get the replay. So I wanna make sure that you have that to go back and reference. Um, But these are actionable steps you can take today. But this was just one hour, condensed, condensed, condensed version. In Home Design 101, it is 10 weeks of learning. And we we spend 10 weeks on one room in your home where we go through the design process from beginning to end. And in that 10 weeks, you have videos and homework weekly. It comes out weekly. It's not all given to you all at once. You get it each Thursday so that you can see what it is that you're learning for the week so that you're not completely overwhelmed. Because that's, again, I don't want to overwhelm you anymore. I know that when you go to Target and home Goods, you might be overwhelmed <laughs> with all the choices. So you're getting bite-sized chunks of the homework and things to complete each week in a video format. And then we meet weekly, kind of like we're meeting today, in order to talk about your specific home and your specific room and your specific project, so that you get my hands and my eyes and my ears on that space so that we can work together to reform it. When you do all- you do live? Say that again. When do you do like the live it depends- session? I I usually set aside Thursday morning at nine o'clock Pacific time, but sometimes if it's a small group, I do have allow for flexibility and I just work with your schedule because I want to make sure that I'm meeting one-on-one. So yeah, there is some flexibility there and it's usually about an hour, but I don't cut time short. So if we have lots of questions, we just keep on going. And then there's a private Facebook group too. And that's where you post homework. That's where you ask questions in between because sometimes you need to not wait until Thursday. Sometimes you need to get your question answered. And then when there's multiple people in the group, that Facebook group is accountability and support and encouragement. And like, oh my gosh, look at you. Look at you're making change happen. So some of the things that you'll learn inside of Home Design 101 is your aesthetic. I mentioned in when we are on that part here that we spend two weeks on it and I teach you step-by-step how to use Pinterest in order to really understand your aesthetic. But the best part, honestly, is that you have someone looking at it to help you along the way. Say your aesthetic is this <laughs> actually keep going, guide you along the way. Your aesthetic is not quite that hopping fellow. Your aesthetic is these things. You learn how to create a color palette and a color formula that can you you can use in one room or continuous throughout your home. You learn how to create a mood board. And these are so fun because you can manipulate things that you literally want to purchase before you purchase them. You can learn how to manipulate them into this program so that you can see all the things put together to see if you like it or not. You learn to create your, your personal project map. And you use my key, the key that I've created that I think is the biggest impact, next biggest impact. And you use my key in order to plug in the things that you want to make, changes that you want to make along the journey in order to see where they fit and and when you should be doing them for your own home. You learn where to start with your budget. So again, if you only had $500 or if you had 5,000, we learn where we should put that money right now. You learn insider shopping tips. I I had not ever thought of myself as a professional shopper, but shopping for people over the years, I I kind of have some insider tips <laughs> that I wasn't expecting. So I'm sharing all of those, like where I would source um. Big, big items, little items, what I would spend my money on if it were my own home, if I would spend more on, we'll say, a couch than a rug, that kind of thing, the things I look for, like warranties or not. And then because I know we want to add and infuse personality and nuance into our home, I do have a unit about uh, or a module about thrifting, because thrifting can be such not only a budget saver, but also a really fun way to uh, make your home feel curated and not like you just did it in a weekend. We learn how to style your bookshelves. This is this was a um one of my very favorite ones because oftentimes we have these we see these beautiful images of flat surfaces like mantels or coffee tables or bookshelves or what have you, and we're not entirely sure how to make it look like that. So I teach you my formula in order to do that. And then guidelines for sizing, how to hang gallery walls, so much, so much. Scale, how to make sure that you're choosing the right artwork, the right frame, all of the things. Okay, um, here's the thing, because this is a class, I wanna treat it like a class, like you would literally be coming to me, so spots are limited. Um, and the reason is because I wanna make sure that I can have my hands and my eyes and my ears on each project. And if if this was open registration all year long, I wouldn't be able to have that. So spots are limited. There's there are 20 spots available. And it is going to be um, it is going live today to the on the podcast and through my mailing list. And you guys are probably wondering, how much does it cost? Mm -hmm. It's $6.97 or three payments of $257 but I'm a first grade teacher at heart. So here's some quick math. (laughs) So if you were to hire me hourly to coach with you, just one-on-one, it's $77 an hour. And if we have 10 of those included in this 10 week program, so that's already $770. But then if I were to break down all of the modules, and I were to say, here's the average value of each module, about 147 each times nine modules. So this course it could cost the value of this course could be over 2000, but I'm charging 697. My, my husband does ask why, why are you doing that? Here's why, because I was where all of the people who are going to be listening to this are, and I didn't have a lot, but I had a lot of desire. I didn't have a lot of resources, but I, would I wish that this was available when I was creating my own space, when I was trying to learn on my own, because ultimately this is something that You know, you could hire a designer on your own or you could learn it. And so this gives you the tools to learn it. And I want it to be accessible. All right. So if that is interesting to you, of course, there's no pressure at all. Absolutely. We can continue working together over podcasts. We can continue working together like you and I are, Susan, um, Mm -hmm. continuing those one-on-one coaching calls. All of that is still available. Um, but this kind of wraps everything I've been talking about on the podcast into a nice, neat little package and bow, and you just have access to me and and into your home, which is wonderful. Um, Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to fig and farm at home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.